When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello, welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast by Wales Online in association with Giovanni's Restaurants. I'm Ben James. Today I'm joined by Nathan Blake, as always, but there's a few new faces on the podcast today. There's no Paul Abandonato. Is that a good thing, bad thing? We'll, we'll find out in the next <laughs> in the next 40 minutes. There, there goes my job. Uh, uh, well done, anyway. <laughs> uh, we got two Toms. Uh, Tom Coleman, Tom Prosser. How are you chaps? Yeah, good afternoon. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Happy doing? to be on. Happy good, be good, on. good. Uh, two debuts. To Happy show. to be on a proper podcast. Today, <laughs> right? oh. a proper football podcast. Oh, it's your I, first, I, isn't I, it? I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be drawn on this. <laughs> it's, 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 it's for a first time. This is gonna be too much. Yes. <laughs> That's what happens. You don't make the stars tea. Well, uh, here we go. What was that? After about what three, four minutes? No, I didn't mention it. Did I? That was me. That was me being mysterious. Yeah, it was. Come on. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we're in quite a good mood, um, <laughs> weirdly, and but yet, I think the mood is lifted in it. The, 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 yeah, it's it's done in it. It's done and dusted. It was a weird, it was a weird game, wasn't it, on Saturday? Because you felt the battle had already, already been lost the week before, but yeah, yeah, and they didn't really they got, do, do much in the game. Did they? No, I mean the scoreline. The scoreline was close, but Palace yeah. could have had four or five. Yeah, they? yeah, and I mean City had chances, but I think. Uh, they weren't really. I think once the, I was surprised when 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 the OG went in. I was really expecting like a real lift. But if you watch the game when the goal goes in, I don't think there's one player who gets excited. No. They all kind of like, okay, and start walking back to yeah. the halfway line, almost like in resignation. So. That really surprised me. I thought they'd um, they'd really go for it because it was it was actually there's often a combination. Sometimes the fans have to lift the players and vice versa. Sometimes the players have to lift the fans. But the flat fans were clearly trying to lift the players throughout, yeah. but it just never really materialised. Because the timing of that goal should have been perfect, shouldn't it? Obviously, Palace took the lead through Zaha, and then literally two minutes later, before the mood could really get too sort of. Down. Despondent, yeah, yeah. You know, to get the goal, fans are suddenly, yeah, well up for it. But then it just felt like Cardiff just let Palace play again. And the way Palace were playing on the weekend, you let them play. The, you know, the front four, the movement they were making. Well, the uh, listen, I've said it, I've said it so many times, mate. And it, it's just it, it's coming like a scratched record. And I'm almost bored of saying it. And if you're not going to do anything to counter it. Then there's no there's no point in really highlighting it because you know you highlight it in order to fix it or at least attempt to fix it and you've had probably eighteen months to try and uh, resolve the issue of um, someone rotating. If it wasn't done before, 
I've always said the game they played Sheffield Wednesday at the start of uh, the championship campaign last season and Sheffield Wednesday rotated mad on them. Um, you should have you should have come up with a, a solution, and it's it's not difficult, but you should have come up to up with a solution to deal with teams who play that way against you, and it hasn't been forthcoming. So, Palace on the weekend, you know, they looked like a top six team. They they really did. That that, that front line were unbelievable. But it's it's what a little bit of movement does for you and drawing people out to certain positions. The amount of times Bennett got drawn over. To the right hand side, um, yeah, he like he's playing right back at times. Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, Townsend drew him over, and then what would happen? The play would break down a little. Townsend would stay in the right channel, with Zaha outside him, and Bennett would run across back to the left back position because he knew he was out of his yeah. position. But then you've created the overload because yeah. you Cardiff are not good at keeping possession of the ball. So as soon as Crystal Palace pick it up again, you've got an overload down our right, their left, which is often where the goals came from. So it, it, listen, it's no point, like I said, it's no point getting annoyed about it or upset about it. It is what it is. If you're not going to deal with it, then you have to take the, take the punishment on the chip. Yeah, Blakey, this kind of man-marking style, mm. um, if you like, I noticed they've done it quite a lot of times last season as well, mm. when they, when sides have those players that like to take you on and, mm. and want us to watch. But how would you say would be best to, to to correct that? Because the thing is with zonal marking, with if you say, all right, you're in charge of this area, perhaps sometimes <coughs> then you don't you get players which aren't sure of, of you know, who, who they are to look after. So so how would you say is the best way well, to go you, 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 What happens with, with when you're playing against rotation, it's just communication. So you attach yourself to your nearest man and then you communicate across the line. As soon as your man, if I'm marking you, Tom, and you leave the space and you go from, say, the right wing position and you start drifting across, I'll follow you so far. But then as soon as I start to come across and Ben's inside me, I tell Ben, you're coming. And then Ben will tell Tom, right, the other Tom's on his way across, and so on and so forth, right? So even if there's a 2v1 created somewhere along the line, what happens is our shape is not disrupted, yeah? Yeah. Because once, what they try and do is create a, a, an overload or a situation where you are in behind our midfield and attacking our back four or attacking our two centre-halves or whatever, right? So in that case, if we don't communicate, it's, it makes life so much easier for you. If I follow you everywhere, right, I only need to switch off for one minute or think to myself, I've left my position and now the right back is now steaming forward into the hole that I've just left. It, it's, it, it's, it's just talking and communication, attaching yourself to the nearest man. If that nearest man then moves, it's me telling my inside or behind me or whatever, right, he's coming. And then everyone has the same understanding. It's Because it's only 11 v 11, <laughs> you know? It's only 11 v 11. And you can only overload so much. It's not like you, you don't see like 5 v 1. They're trying to create a 3 v 2 or a 4 v 3 or even a 3 v 3 with one man running at you and like the red arrows dad in a cross or movement or what have you. So, it's it's difficult and it takes yeah. time to develop, but you know like one thing has been said about the Cardiff team: they're a good team, they're they're a they're a unit, they're together. So it, when a, when a team 
has that sort of attitude and mm. it should be quite easy to understand I mean defensively though Cardiff I know it's very very easy on the back of, a, of conceding four goals mm. to criticise Cardiff defensively but for me the defence has been probably the biggest strength for Cardiff it's been decent I mean, it's been decent, but the problem is it, you, you, you work on that because you don't work on retaining the ball. Cardiff have poor ball retention. So in their probably highest stat this season has probably been 32-34% of possession. Now, if you've not got possession of the ball and you accept that, what do you work on? Stopping the opposition, getting through you. You play a deep block and you make sure, right, we can't open you up so to speak so it's no surprise and Etheridge has had a brilliant season also so it's no surprise that Cardiff have got like 12 or 13 clean sheets this season it's, it's, it's mad like I mean, for, for a team relegated yeah but then you look at how many goals they've scored well that's been the problem and that is <laughs> there lies the problem you know you're focusing on one area of a game that has probably four or five major areas that you have to focus is that, on. Is that down to Warnock though? Of course, it's down to Neil and his staff. Because I mean, he, he, does, he does value the the importance of a clean sheet, doesn't he? I mean, yeah, like, you. Of course, you do. Of course, of course. A certain number. Of course, clean sheets. But you go into every game with a point. That's a given. They give you that. The idea is to get three. You have to score. If you don't score and the opposition do, you lose. It's as simple as that. So, it's how you. Look how you approach, how you visualise the game. For me, you know, ball retention in the Premier League is like nine-tenths of the law. I'm not saying you're going to go to Man City or Man United and, and do them for possession. Yeah. But teams like Bournemouth have proved you can, you can go toe-for-toe, toe-to-toe with the likes of Everton, Watford, all these teams, you know, and you can beat them with possession-based football. And I just think, you know... We are in a dilemma at the moment. People are saying to me, oh, should Warnock go or should Warnock stay? On one hand, you've got the club knows very little about putting together a squad and building a club, I think, personally. Because if you look at the record before Warnock came, it was a nightmare and we were going nowhere fast. So you're relying on what's already there. Or you keep Warnock and nothing changes and you find yourself hopefully back in the Premier League next season but with the same problem facing the same dilemma so do you change it now or do you change it later but either way it's going to have to change because you can't keep getting so far hitting the ceiling and coming back it's a really strange one isn't it because I think you're on social media etc all the fans I think really are torn over this like I think most fans they don't really particularly want Warnock to go or certainly they won't come out and say that mm. but I think most fans at the same time wouldn't be against a change in direction no and I, I, I accept that that's I think that's a great point Tom because that's it is a dilemma that that is the problem because I think they feel like I feel well we're not really confident in no. the club as a single entity it's taken Neil Warnock to come in steady yeah. the ship get everyone together and we've got promoted at a time where I was probably two years ahead of where we thought we would be at least but when you get that prize I would say once you get the Premier League you've got to have had some sort of plan to stay there and to become sustainable and I think the chairman uh, Mehmet admitted on on BBC that 
their planning wasn't the best. And I, I always say, if you've not got a plan, you know, you should, the plan doesn't go as you win. The plan starts today That's and is delivered throughout the season. But you also know we've planned for if we go up, if we stay in this league or if we get relegated, we always look at worst case scenario and you plan three years and then after that, you've got another two years, which extends the three years to five years, and then a decade. And hopefully, within that decade, you become a sustainable Premier League club. Is it, is it not feasible, though, that relegation could be part of that plan? I mean, I know that sounds like a yeah, silly thing I, to say. I, but you, I have mean, to. you have if, to. If, if you look at how Burnley bounce back, and then, you know, the next season... You have to plan for the worst, first and foremost. And I do wonder as well, the summer signings, you know, Bobby Reid, Josh Murphy. Yes, we didn't really get value for many of them this season, but we can... They'll still be great sign signings for the championship now this season. A bit mm. unlike last time when we were stuck with people like Gary Medell struggling to offload him, and I think in the end we have to sell him for slightly less than we bought him. With mm. with Josh Murphy and Bobby Reed, if they do go, they'd probably go for the same, or if not more. So I think that is sensible business, and perhaps was a bit of planning for. I uh, I I I think the only issue I I would say there is, you say if they go. Who's realistically going to come buy in for them? That's that. Well, it's not going to be Premier League clubs, especially for the so, amount of money that Cardiff. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you'll get your money back for either of those players if you was to sell them tomorrow. I think you'd do well to get. You probably get around seven or eight for mm. Murphy, and probably four or five for Reed. But, I think. But in a way, it's it is kind of a strength for Cardiff because I can't see that many of that team being yeah. being poached by other teams. Mm. But you look at Fulham, for example. Mm. I mean, the amount of stars that they they could have, you know, that squad could be gutted when it comes back. Yeah, yeah. But the you know, it, in, in Cardiff, yeah, the there's surely that, there's that there's, there's, there's that there's, squad there's, for the championship there's barring that. a couple of sides. Just in the field. There is, I think, but you are going to lose players also. Uh, that's you know, players like Gunnison, important players. But I understand what you're saying, and they are probably better equipped. Well, they are better equipped for the championship, but I still maintain, you know, this notion was exactly the same in 13 14. Uh, when, when it was almost like taken for granted when we yeah, bounced back. That's, that's a good point. And I'm yeah. saying, like, okay, it doesn't matter what squad you've got, right? You get into a mentality and you drop down to the championship, and it's a, it's a shock, it's mm. a culture shock. Yeah. Uh, even though you think oh we were only there 12 months ago it is a shock when all of a sudden it's the shock doesn't come in August or September the shock comes in like January February March when those games are just continuous and you're <laughs> really tired you're knackered you're thinking right I could do with like a Saturday to Saturday and it's not you've got to go Saturday Tuesday then the FA Cup kicks in and this and that it's 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 far more difficult and you you've just Lost sight of that a bit, but, but I mean, going back to Warner though, he loves the slog of that, doesn't he? He relishes in that. Well, yeah, but you know, that's ultimately right, Tom. My my thing is, we say the Premier League is the best league in the world, yeah. So how can you be ill prepared from there? How can you expect? Because no one's going to give you nothing. Now, as 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 underprepared we were, we weren't ill prepared. We were underprepared for me. We had a good go at it. Now, but just imagine if you were prepared. Because I said last season, what I would do, I was asked, uh, you know, would you get rid of Neil Warnock to go to the Premier League? I said no. But what I would do is bring in a top coach, right? Because I know tactically we need more. We can't go man for man. 
not in the Premier League. That's like, that's like yeah. just handing candy to a kid <laughs> and expecting him not to eat it. He's just going to jump on it, right? It, 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 you cannot go and do those sorts of things in the Premier League and get out of jail. I think most of us this year were hoping Cardiff would stay up. We didn't truly believe that Cardiff were going to stay up. And then as the results got, as they got near and near that 30-point mark, we started thinking, yeah. oh, we got a real chance. Particularly after the Southampton away victory. Absolutely. Because I, I went to that game, and particularly, you know, the, I thought, gosh, this could be a big moment, that late winner, you know, mm. I thought that mm. could be the big turning point. But yeah. I think what they haven't done as well is back up a good performance this season. They haven't yeah. got successive successive wins yeah I mean as high as that result was the Fulham and the Crystal Palace results was yeah it was just as bad you know it was, so it was, it's it's but you know listen it's not the end of the world you're going down but you've got a good squad but it needs action. something needs to change yeah. something needs to move on now that's not me saying Warnock has to go but I'd go back to what I said two years ago and I think had you uh, as a club, put those sorts of structures in place, put people in places where you know, listen, Neil's 71, you know he's not going to be here for three or four years. So you have to succession plan anyway. So why not bring someone in who is a top coach in position where, right, he's going to help develop the team to be better in possession, better shape, uh, improve on the defensive unit, even though it's pretty good. And then put in a structure where your scouting system is not like Neil's scouting system, it's Cardiff City's scouting system. Yeah? And you have contacts and place people all around the globe in order to find the best players. Because you've got to unearth gems now, because it's very difficult to find a secret player. You know, in Golo Kande's, you know, once that was done, Everyone starts looking in like the French second division and everything like that, right? It, 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 but you know you've got to be able to go Croatia, you know Moldova, these places, you know, mm -hmm. the, 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 the South Africa, you know America, yeah, Brazil, yeah. you know you've got to have contacts everywhere. Turkey, strong footballing nations, you know Iraq, Iran, not strong foot. Iran is a strong footballing nation. Iraq knows. But it's not mean to say you're not going to find a gem. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the same applies to the academy setup, surely. Because, I mean, well, the academy needs to improve because yeah. they haven't produced a player for, I think, since Aaron Ramsey. That's worth talking about. Mm. I mean, Warnock, one of the first things he did, he kind of sort of put in a mass upheaval of the academy. Yeah, yeah he just... It, well, and obviously, results from that take time. It, well, it, I think the longer it The upheaval on, was, was cutting. It wasn't like a... It wasn't a system he's influenced in there. It was just cutting people who he realised... He wasn't happy. At 21, 22, in. you're not going to be... You're not going to yeah. be... If you're not made the first team at 21, 22, it's highly likely that you're not going to because most people make their debut at 17, 18, 19... Do you think there's a chance relegation might give some of the younger kids a chance, a la Swansea? I mean, I know Swansea is well, different because I think you got Kieran Brand. Must as I well. can't believe you mentioned that name <laughs> on this podcast. Is there not an argument to say though that you know the Dan Jameses, Connor Robertses, those sort of players don't emerge in a Premier League team? Well, I think I think I think they will. I think the difference is if you look 
10 years ago, that was Cardiff producing player after player after player. Mm. And Cardiff always produced players through their youth system. Always. Always. You look at Jason Perry throughout the youth system. Damon Searle through the youth system. You know, you, you could go on and on. Garth Abraham through the youth system. These are just players I played with. Mm. So, you know, and then you had under Dave Jones, you had a lot of players come through the youth system, namely Aaron Ramsey. Joe yeah. Ledley. Joe Ledley. We had loads and have had a, like a decade or so in the Welsh International Centre. Mm. Now what you're looking and thinking, well, Swansea have got a, a, a load of young players coming through, a load of young players going into playing for the Welsh National Setup. And as Cardiff, as the academy, I'd be thinking to myself, or if I was the owner of Vincent Tan, I'd be thinking to myself, you know, is, is, is that working? Is that functioning right? Now, you can't tell me it is if you're not producing players for the first team. Because it's not like Cardiff as a first team that, you know, you got, you're having to get past players like, you know, top, top players like a, a Zaha or a Harry Kane or anything like that. You've got good players who don't play a lot of football. So if you're a footballer, you know, if you're Neil Warnock, you should be looking to develop those players and the right improving our game on how we retain possession of the ball, blah, 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 and becoming a stronger outfit. Because without the ball, you, you can't win the game. It's as simple as that. So it all, it's all joined up thinking, and it's a culture created from, I say from probably 12 years old all the way up to first team, you know, where pe everyone's thinking the same. This, this is what we require as a philosophy at this club. And I don't think that's ever been developed at Cardiff or hasn't been developed for a long time. There's a Neil Warnock philosophy there, the club at the moment, isn't it? But would you say that, like you said like you said earlier, that needs to now become a Cardiff City philosophy? It needs to be that handover kind of... Well, it should, it should always be a club philosophy. And then what you do is you bring in managers who fit into that sort of the way you play, the way you think, the way your fans are. Because your fans are your constant. And I've always said, you know, Cardiff wouldn't accept you know, kind of 20, 30 passes a goal, sort of Arsenal kind of football. But they accept the Chelsea style of football, yeah. which is quality football at a high tempo with top quality yeah. players. Yeah. yeah, Chelsea don't overplay. Arsenal are at times guilty of that. They get it to the right areas. But they get it to the right areas yeah. quickly and they're yeah. strong in what they do. So, it's, it, I still say, you know, you can keep Neil Warnock, but you have to have something that's developing. That's your future, which, in, which improves the way you play improves your ball retention, the goals you score, you know, and de developing players who can deal with problems on the pitch if a team is rotating against you, bloody, bloody, bloody. This is a modern day footballer. Footballers are intelligent, you know, on the pitch especially. <laughs> well, I don't know about off the pitch, but they're intelligent. They understand like systems of play. You know, this, is what the, this is what the academy system is set up for. The E triple P, whether it's cat one, two, three, or four, is set up so you can deal. You coached in 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 these areas and how to deal with these problems. So, you know, and these things need the standard for me just needs to be lifted another level. From Neil Warnock's point of view, though, I mean, it's it's difficult, isn't it, to balance all that up with the pressures of the Premier League? I mean, because it is a high pressured league and results are well. It's it's, it's the job, mate. You know, you can't just look at the first team. Uh, you know, I don't know if he does or he doesn't. I can't speak on what he does on a day-to-day -day basis. But 
if you're, you know, you, you, if, if I'm the manager, I have people, I have Tom making sure he's overseeing the 23s and the youth team. And yeah. from time to time, I'm going to come and watch. And I want to know from Tom, right, who are you, who are you saying are the, the main four players? If I had to pick four players, who would you say they are? And then I'm going to sit and watch because if your eye is not what I think it should be, mm. you're out the door and someone else comes in. But do you think if, if you're putting forward players who I can clearly see, no, 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 that's that's not right. Uh, but if Cardiff say stay up in the Premier League, mm. are we having this conversation? Do you think we'll always have this? Me personally, yes, yeah. because I want the team to be better. Yeah, I I say it's a capital city. Mm. I'm like people people look at me like I'm from a different planet. If I say Cardiff into Europe. I suppose the thing with that question is, if Cardiff stay up, do we have this question? Can Cardiff stay up? In play, the Premier play in that, play in that way. Play with the Neil Warnock. I don't well, think... Well, they're very nearly For, for, for me, it was... Less, I, you know, we, I say, yeah, but nearly. I nearly climbed the mountain, but I didn't. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, game I nearly got run over, but I didn't. You know, I nearly drowned, yeah. but, but, but I didn't. But if you, you looked at that got, squad... You've got, you got to be careful. You have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you looked at that squad, you looked at what people were saying about it. I mean, people were saying... That, you know, you'd think the Cardiff were going to get relegated by yeah that's it yeah but me. we and didn't say that we didn't say that we we knew it would battle and it would fight and it would have a goal it was always for me it's Neil Warnock if you break it down to essentials is he's a sort of he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a plaster sort of manager and he, you know if you've got a wound you put him you put him on over the plaster and he, he sort of, he, he's he become that him. but I don't think that's he quite is, he's fair not, he's not because he's, 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 he's got 40 years experience exactly. doing what he's doing and he's got 8 promotions let's not forget right but so I understand can, what you're yeah. saying right but at the heart and soul of his manager he, he takes a team that isn't achieving stuff and he makes them more than the sum of the parts yeah absolutely so if you look at that the squad that he's had this year I mean 7 of seven of the starting 11 that he, he had in his first game against Bristol City they were in the Premier League yeah so it was a, it was on, on paper that's a championship squad and probably not even a, a good championship squad because mm. when he took over they were 23rd so it was, it was a championship squad sliding towards League, league mm. 1 mm. now maybe Neil Warnock can't quite manage in the Premier League but that Cardiff City team without Neil Warnock could not survive in the Premier League so it was always a sort of catch-22 no 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 I, 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 don't, I don't believe that you don't think I, that I know I think I, I would ask I would say to you, well, if someone came in and helped them improve their ball retention, that would make them better. If someone came in and that same person not only worked on ball retention, but also worked on how to defend against teams that rotate, that would make them better. These are things that... That's, that's, you're, you're, probably, I, you're probably looking there at a sort of like a time frame of like maybe three years, four years. Imagine you, you can't take three years to learn rotation <laughs> if you're <laughs> a player. You've got to learn it in three days sometimes. But, but don't you also no, listen, I, I, I'll tell you now. Okay, I'll give you a prime example. Wales international team, Bobby Gould to Mark Hughes. Went from absolute struggle to almost qualifying for the Euros, I think it was, for the first time in our 60 odd years. Right? Why? Because everything was picked up. Things that you don't even think about. Things as simple as food. What we eat, how we eat, when we eat. Different. Better. Yeah? Training sessions. Instead of one on a poor pitch somewhere, we trained three times a day on quality pitches. So 
you don't, it's, it's, it's not just the coaching, it's the frame of mind, the state of mind, yeah? So you come in every morning and don't say hello or good morning to people, it, it sets you in a mood. If you come in morning, 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 it sets a standard, yeah? It sets a, 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 a culture throughout the workplace. Now, it sounds silly and they sound small, but lots of these small things in football add up to big things, right? Now, if the culture within my club is right, for instance, it wouldn't take me three years to get players to understand how to work against rotation or how to vote. That's pre-season, those things are done, quick succession. If you're playing against a team this weekend who play long ball, we got to change the way we defend him. So we work on it during the week. If we're playing against a team who rotate a lot, we work on it during the week. We also work on our strengths and how we're going to, you know, we're yeah. going to expose the opposition also. But, you, 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 no, these things, like I say, footballers are quite intelligent. They, they learn football and things. And they pick them up quickly, hence why you become a professional at what you do. So there's lots of room for improvement in lots of different areas for me. The academy can, if you go from the bottom, the academy can improve, yeah. right? And the amount of players that are coming out there, the, 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 the 23s can improve. Then, you know, the 23s, it's not about becoming a 23 and staying there. The idea is to then migrate to the first team or a first team, get out and play first team football, get your experience. Mm -hmm. Then the first team, right, can they improve? Well, defensively, they're very good, but they let themselves down at times against teams who rotate, right? Yeah. So fix that problem, right? Goal scoring. Well, how many times have you seen ball retention and then a beautiful move around the eight-and-yard box where maybe a striker comes short or this or that? Doesn't happen enough, right? Improve that. Full-backs. Well, we know one full-back doesn't like to get forward, but we know the other full-back, Bennett, he can get forward and cross the ball and run, right? So how do we then utilise his strength of getting forward and crossing the ball? Right? Do we go with Nias, who we need to stretch the team? Or do we go with Zahor? If Paul was here, he'd say Zahor. Well, if Zahor's going to play, right? If you're not playing at this level, we can't use you. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not playing with your back to goal, holding up the ball, stretching teams and scoring goals. If you're scoring goals, I can kind of allow some of the things. Yeah. But if you're not scoring goals, you're not stretching teams, and you're holding up the ball just okay, that's that's no good to me. So when I go out and sign players, I don't sign. There's nothing to do with Reed or Murphy. I still think they're good signings, but I don't sign those players. I sign an experienced striker, like a Glenn Murray, who I know is going to get me double figures in that season. Then I sign an experienced midfielder. Yeah and maybe a full-back on the right-hand side who's very good at defending but can get forward as well, rather than play manga there out of, out of position for... You know, and, and, and this isn't... I'm not talking about going and spending a hundred million pounds. But then you look at the scouting system and you have to have the right scouting system to go and pick up the players for the right price to develop into your team and how you play and how you're going to stay in this Premier League. It's all connected, mate. Right from the very rooter to the tutor and vice versa. <laughs> Nathan, what, what, what do you do next season on that? Because Bruno Manga, you know, um, obviously being in play for the championship next year, he's going to want game time. 
with Morrison and with Bamba as well, how do you fit them all in? So if you continue to play Manga right back just to fit him into the side because he deserves to be playing, you're then repeating that problem, aren't you? Absolutely, I think, and that's 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 the problem. For me, I, I one, I don't think, I think Bruno's the one player we'll struggle to hold on to. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, I think he can play, I think, like a team like Watford or Bournemouth, yeah. a, you know, and, and he was... Often he was laps in the championship. He wants it. was too easy for him. But what you've seen in the Premier League is he's shone because he has got those qualities that many questioned. Yeah. In the he's been up there with one of my players of the season. Yeah, well, he is my player of the season yeah. and average as well. You know, they're difficult to separate, yeah. but they they are both both very good. But mate, he just we. I mean, we can talk about the problems on and on you know you can go on you can talk about like defence you can talk about who you're going to sign you can talk about but there's got to be a cohesive plan for the whole it's no good like saying oh we'll have Neil for one more year and then when he's gone we'll we'll look at it you've got to put that in motion now you've got to say well we're going to keep Neil for one more year I would say we'll keep Neil for one more year he's a coach it's not a choice you're taking him right he's going to help with some of the problems that you're dealing with right because clearly Kevin Blackwell and Ron Jepsen haven't is Warnock going to stand for that though well, he, he, well then you walk then this is this is not about Neil yeah. this is about the club the better yeah. nothing is bigger than the club Nobody is bigger than the club. What I would say is Fulham perhaps had that idea with Scott Parker bringing him into the fold, and, mm. and now you know now he's went on to be caretaker, and now looks likely to be the next manager. So they had that plan. So do you think someone of the Scott Parker mould, kind of, can you think of anyone you think would benefit? Yeah, from? I know loads, but like that's not my job, and I don't get paid by Cardiff City. <laughs> I get paid by Media Wales, and I think Cardiff City are taking enough from this podcast. And applied it over the years, so you know I ain't doing no one's job for them anymore. You know I can speak in in general terms, but specifics, no, no, I can't. So you mentioned Eddie Newton the other week on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, he would be unbelievable, ideal, wouldn't he? especially uh, for that role, uh, where uh, he's come from. That so. role, and then to go on and manage, yeah. he would be. It makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, he, listen, like I said, Di Matteo didn't bring him to Chelsea and win a Champions League by luck. You know, Chelsea was struggling in the Champions League when they got there, yeah. all right? And Eddie, Timoteo didn't go and get him because he's not very good or he's his mate or anything. He went and got him because he knows what he's capable of. Even though the glory was really on Roberto, Timoteo, yeah. the work behind the scenes, the training pitch, on the pitch. And like I said then, and I'll say it now, if you went and spoke to David Luiz or um, Aspilicueta or um, Peter Cech from past or Diego Costa or Eden Hazard and asked them, how good a coach is Eddie Newton? I bet most of them would say he's probably the best at the club. Yeah, and I suppose... Now, you then as the owner, got to go out and find those things. And like I'm saying, it's not my job to... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's our job to analyse the game, really, but we do so much more. We, I know, and that's why fans love it, because it's it's not, you know, we're not bragging or anything like that, but just, it's a vision. You've got to have a vision for your what you're doing. You've got to understand your fans and what they want. Like I say, they can, ch- when we get relegated or promoted, they can change clubs. 
right? <laughs> they either, when it gets too bad for them to handle, they stay away. You've got to understand. Like the owner and what have you didn't understand why the tendencies kept up. Because you, you, you it's torture. Literally. <laughs> it, it, it's serious. That's like, you watched that game last night, Liverpool-Barcelona. You yeah. see what football means to people. Don't get me wrong, it's not life or death. No, it's not. But it is it, so emotional. It means so much to people. And it was a beautiful shot of the team, Jurgen Klopp, and then he flashed into the crowd. You've seen Kenny Dagalish or what have you. And I was just like, I don't care whether you're a Liverpool fan or not. That is what you call history. That is proper. You look at Cardiff City, when do you ever see former players? Like, fans always talk about the 93 winning the league and all that, and from my era. I don't see any of the players. I don't see Cal Dale. I don't see Chris Pike. I don't see Paul Ramsey, captain. I don't see Paul Miller. Is that down I don't to see Vicky Richardson. It's down to the club. You invite these people. You get them on the pitch the 93 winning team. You know, you give the fans the feeling. You know, these things are so important to fans. So the dad can say, so many fans come to me and go, they fully sign it, so I have a picture of my mm. kid, and the kid's like about seven or eight, and he go, "Oh, you don't? He doesn't understand, like, yeah. He, he does, he doesn't get it. He only sees what, he, and it's like that's why I was like the first time we did this problem. Like, I didn't have a clue. You were. Right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. That's because you watch the egg shape. Oh, you chase that. That's why your head's always moving, trying to follow where it's gonna bounce. <laughs> yeah, but it, listen. I love the club and I think it can, you know, I said, I said on, I said on air on Saturday, I remember being a kid and watching Brian Clough speaking to, what was the Leeds manager? Don Revy. Revy and saying, no, you can do it, but I like to do it better. Yeah. Right? And as a kid, that stuck in my head and, and it stuck with me for, to this day. I'm saying Neil Warnock's done a great job, but I just want to do it better. I don't want to be worried about relegation from the Premier League. I want to be thinking about getting into Europe and how that's going to affect us and whether our squad is big enough to be able to cope with going back in June and pre-season. And, you know, I want to think those great positive plans. Just like, who's up there now? Wolves. Just like Wolves are thinking and planning. Now, if it can happen to them, why, why, just, if someone can say to me, well, it doesn't happen to people like Cardiff. Okay. Yeah, Burnley got in there last we'll, season, we'll didn't they? Bur yeah, Burnley got in there. Yeah. yeah. Look, you, you, you Swansea have been in there. You look, at, you look at the amount of money Wolves have spent, though, to get there. Yeah, but then you look at the amount of money Fulham spent, and they're going out of there. So it, it's, it's not what you spend, it's how you yeah. spend it. Mm. And Wolves spent that money with a vision. He signed players absolutely that they fix. know can exactly. play in the well, top. Uh, well, quite a few of that squad were in the championship. Yeah, to yeah, bring yeah. Them up. I, mean, yeah. I think that was where Fulham fell down because they yeah. more or less gutted their midfield. Yeah, well, they, that that was just didn't, even, didn't even gut them. They just signed players <laughs> yeah, with all, them. So yeah, they yeah. kept, kept, kept Chula. I like the look of him. They yeah, just yeah. signed about 100 million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's where that's where the game is. You've got to understand if you're Vincent Tan. You've got to understand Ken Chu, you've got to understand Mehmet Dahmer. Understand that are agents that will tell you things and 99.9% .9 agents are feathering their own nest. They're telling you things, take this man because, you know, you'll do this and do that and do this. They know that that's never going to materialise. 
But they know once he's into your club, you owe me X amount of dough. Do you know what I mean? And it's understanding the game, not getting played. Rather than relying on people who don't really have your club's best interest at heart, yeah. build within your own scouting structure. Who everybody's working for the betterment of Cardiff City. Don't go and rely on people who had done a business deal with four years ago over a you know an oil field in wherever. You just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Who's now coming to football? Why? Because it's swashbuckling money in football. It, it, it's just understand the game and play it. Play y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's the best place to leave it for a quick break. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be uh, we'll have a quick break and we'll be back to speak about uh, a little trip to Old Trafford. Uh, this Sunday. <laughs> Subscribe to the Boot Room on iTunes or listen on WalesOnline.co.uk. Right, uh, we're back on the podcast. Uh, this would normally be Ask Blakey. I'll, I'll get my own apology out of the way before you lot all dog me in. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, I forgot to put out a request for Ask Blakey, so um, sorry about that. We'll just ask Blakey ourselves. Yeah, just can't get the staff. Just, 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 just can't get, the, get the staff. That's why I'm hoping one of you two Toms can take over. <laughs> or go back to John Dole or you know, Dominic. Or one of these. Back, yeah. I've, been, I, I've always thought we should go back to John Dole in the days of filming. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. Tax God rest him. Great <laughs> man. Special Great man. man. That was. So yeah, um, yeah, a little trip to Old Trafford to face some some team called Manchester United on the weekend. Yeah, um, I, I know it doesn't really matter now, but yeah. how, how would you line up? Because looking at the the team they went up with Palace, I, I remember getting the team sheet and in, in, you know you looked at that team and it felt to me like this was Warnock setting us up for a I told you so moment when he went that sort of brash and attacking. It was you know you had what was Gunnison in midfield with Camarasa. Bobby Reed, Murphy, no, Mendes Lang, wait, yeah, Mendes Lang, Murphy, Danny Ward up front. Danny Ward. I just made me think, like, what's going to Told you so in what what sense? Because obviously on Friday, the Friday before, he sort of said, yeah. Look, "We're not, we're not cautious. That's rubbish." Obviously, all the flack he got for the Fulham game. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, was expect, I was expecting to be right. Okay, we'll play an attacking line. Palace will beat us three 0 and they go. See, that's what happens. All the fans if you switch those teams around, you would have had a better chance of staying up. That's the thing. It was. It felt to me like he was chasing. Thinking, he was there, like, oh, you know, I'll play an attacking team, and if it goes wrong, I can say, well, see, I was right not. Yeah, but that's my minute. That's what I said last week yeah. on the podcast. That's manipulation. But then really, it I'm not interested in that. I, I see what I see, and I know what I know. Uh, that team last, that team that he played against Palace would have stretched Fulham. Would have really tested Fulham. Yeah. Really tested Fulham for me. So you know, it's okay. It's okay saying I told you so, or this or that. It's, listen. This is the Premier League. I ain't got time to play games. I ain't got time. You know, if you make a mistake, all your hands up and say, "Yeah, I was at fault there." If you don't think you made a mistake, don't. But I get paid to analyze whether that's positive or critical. That is just what we do. Is you're not going to control that, or you're not going to control someone like myself. I'm just going to call it as I see it. Cardiff have done so much better than what people you know, like I've said before people like Chris Sutton were saying 10 points yeah. 10 points well I take some pleasure in getting to 31 points but we, we, we knew that was ultimately we failed yeah yeah. the idea is to stay in and build now I can also look and go well 
there's so much room for improvement and we almost succeeded. So what do we do? Do we give Neil more, you know, more people or more whatever, you know, to, to be able to create a better squad? Or do we take some of that responsibility away from him and say, regardless of what you like, these are the players and not we're going to force these players on you, but you'd give me a reason why I'm not going to sign N'Golo Candy. You give me a reason why he doesn't fit into what we do or what we're trying to achieve. I think you could say that about Bobby Reed, can't you? I mean, he's came in ten million pound price tag, yeah. and yet, you know, at this business end of the season, he's barely been used. And you sort it's of barely think, been used this season. Really. And, 15, and, and I think, he started fifteen games. And 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 I think if you bring a player in for that price tag and you're not going to use him, what's that, from my point of view? I sort of think, well, what's the point in having him? You answered. You, you, I, I mean, I haven't got all the it's, answers. Do you know what I mean? I haven't. But, I'm, I'm with you. But I mean, I, I remember sitting there at Fulham, and you know, there was no Josh Murphy, no Bobby Reid. I'm thinking, you know, there's a there's a team battling relegation. They've got 20 million pounds worth of talent. Yeah. There's a couple of minutes out of it in yeah. the most important games. And I just sort of think and those then, are the games that you need those speed kind of players and those ability. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. you know, Warnock said. Murphy wasn't performing in training, so I sort of sympathise a bit. It's not the time of the season, though, is it? But I sort of think, you know, with that sort of 20, 25 minutes to go at Fulham, if he's on your bench, not for him on for he, him. He, you know, because he, he, he's, he's got that pace. He's got pace him. to burn. He's got pace to burn. Even like uh, Kadeem Harris. Mm. If you look at what Kadeem done when he was coming on as substitute, he was actually going outside his defender more yeah. than Murphy or Hoylett. Mm. So I would, I would have, I would have tried the Kadim on one wing and Mendes on the other, right? Or I definitely would have tried the okay Mendes Lang. You go for 60, 70 minutes, and Kadim come on. Last thing a defender wants to do is someone who's going to keep running at them like the last one did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's they're little. Oh, mate, it just winds me up. It's like it's obvious to me sometimes, mm. and you know. Well, but ultimately, it's not my job to do it. I mean, Warnock's reasoning for not playing Reed so much is, is that he thinks his best position is where Camaras has been playing. I looked a little daft on Saturday. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Saturday, I suppose, didn't really, uh, didn't really help that, didn't really help argue that case. Mm. But I mean, you can fit them both in, can't you? But I mean, if if that's what he thought at the beginning of the season, why why, why bring them both? Why in? buy it them both? Yeah, because he's giving himself a problem. It's an excuse that on the face of it kind of makes sense because Camarasa well, has been bring, why not? Why bring them both in and not bring in a, an out-and-out striker? Yeah. Well, I mean, in fairness, they did. You've got Mendes Lang, you've got Hoylett, you've got Kadeem Harris. So you've got three very good wingers, all quick. Mm. Right? Then you buy Reed and Camarasa, or you think they're going to play in the same position. Okay, you can have two players in the same position. Mm. And then you buy Murphy as well. Yeah. But don't get a striker. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> didn't score a whole heap of goals in the championship. No, no, no. Well, I think hopes were definitely higher for Omar Nias. I think he's you know, the the expectations for him far outweigh the performances he's put in. Mm. Uh, you know, he wasn't even included in the matchday squad against Palace, and that mm. I don't know what the reasoning is behind there. But he's been poor in the last few weeks. Yeah, it, listen, Nias is not going to get your goals. No. But he's gonna. He, what he does, he gave you. He gave you the threat that you didn't have. But right? what is a you threat if you're, not, if you're not scoring? Yeah, but but that there was that you was create, the catch twenty two. You create space. For you create. You, you're up the field. You're, you're not defending anymore deep. 
you're up the field, you're getting corners, he's, he's winning things that you don't normally get, and you rely on set pieces yeah. more than anything else. No, no, I understand that, but I mean, can, can you afford to carry a player like that? No, you, you can't. No, can, no, no, can, no, you can't. No, can. But beggars can't be choosers, Tom, and we're only focusing on what they brought in. Mm. Yeah. We so can't say... The, the alternative is Zahor, who didn't offer that threat. Right. And wasn't offering goals, because Cardiff can never get the sort of positions to create those chances, because... He wasn't holding the ball up. Well, we said at the start of the season, right, Ben? It's we, catching me too, isn't it? We said at the start of the season, in order for Cardiff to survive in this league, they're going to have to buy... Uh, definitely going to have to buy another striker yep. on top of Kenneth Zohar. But that striker's got to be able to do all the things that Kenneth can do. So mm. he's got to be able to... Be, I'm better. So he's got to be better in the air, because Kenneth's not strong in the air. He's got to be quick. He's got to be able to hold up the ball and ultimately score goals. Right, and we're not talking twenty-five. We're talking get the double figures, and we'll probably stay up. Is there a topic out there like that? Of course. Our business again. If you look at the signings, very late in the day, it was almost it was almost patchwork. It's not. This is what I'm saying. It's not thought. It's not right. If we got promoted last January, if we were thinking right. If we get promoted this season, because it's now looking highly likely that we're going to be in there or thereabouts. But if we did get promoted, where do we need the strength? Who are we going to be looking to bring in? What's our list? You asking me? <laughs> no, 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 that should have been the conversation. But I felt the conversation was more like Neil being able to dictate and say, oh, yeah. well, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. We got there, then, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. As, and that's the wrong it's upside down the club should be saying well this is what we're going to do or this is what we're thinking about yeah. and then the manager agrees or disagrees and some of the signings you give him some of the signings you don't some of the signings you say this is who we're bringing in and some of the signings he says right well, I want to bring in Tom and Ben and you go okay but you're also bringing in John and Paul because they're experienced and we feel that this club does need a, a strong you know 28-year-old striker who can score you 10, 15 goals. You know, these are things. It's, it was like, it, at the same time, it was all left to Neil. Yeah, I feel yeah. that's the way he wanted it but also, so I can't criticise the club. Yeah. I do wonder if, if, as well, Cardiff City and Warnock both, actually, I don't think they realise, perhaps, how expensive the market is now. Because, you know, <laughs> I, I heard Warnock say about Jefferson Luma, you know, because I, I think he said I was looking at him for five million and he went to Bournemouth for about 25 million. So it's I don't diff- think they well, it, 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 well, they should have because it happens right in front of me. It's not yeah. a secret. You know, when you've got Danny Drinkwater going to Chelsea for 30 million quid, mm. right? Yeah. And I don't think he started five games, right? You've got to understand that once the TV money went up, you know, which they're happy to accept, mind, mm. 160 mil. They're still trying to accept that bigger bigger pot of money, but still pretend like we're fishing yeah, now. Exactly. We did the last time we were in the Premier League. It's changed. Yeah. You know, the, the, the five million right back now is worth 15 million. The striker that you think, oh, take a chance on him, yeah. probably cost me 8 million, is now going to cost you 22 million. Yeah. Bournemouth showed that. I mean, in fairness to Warnock, he's been criticised a bit from this from the national press, but I think... He he he's said in recent weeks that he believed Salah was going to offer that. Too little, strike, too late. Striking threat. Too little, too late. It was like, uh, and that to me, there would have been so much pressure on that boy. It would have been Andrew. 
If he didn't get off the scoring in the first two or three games, I'm telling you now, it it would have gone backwards. Mm. In that situation, coming in in January, it is so difficult. I don't know. I moved many times, especially when you're down that end of the Absolutely, table. it's yeah. in a, you're in a battle royal, and you're coming in as the most expensive player, and twenty five thousand Cardiff fans are expecting you, you, me, you, all expecting you to score goals and get us out of the trouble we're in. You won on your own, <laughs> the Messiah. <laughs> it, it, it's difficult, you know. Yeah, I think yeah, had Emilio even played for us, it would have been difficult. It would have. He was a signing for now. Hope they get you. I we would have said on this podcast if he gets us five or six goals, that'd be brilliant. Mm. Right before the end season, but then let him settle in. You know, when you move to a new club from a different country, you don't know anybody. Yeah. Your home life, food, all these things that you, as a fan, you just take for granted. You only see the Saturday guy. Mm. You don't see whether he's going home and a little depressed because he's away from his family and. Got, doesn't know anybody and no one's really taking him out or you know he's been out once or twice with the lads but don't really share the same sort of things that they do but it, it, it's 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 not a given and I think you sold that as that's what would have happened what we don't know is the truth you know better players than Emilio have failed in the Premier League yeah. how many times we see a player who's now in the German League or the Spanish League and go yeah. hey, he was crap at so and so <laughs> Right, and he's uh, playing Champions League. Well, Yago Aspas is one of springs to my mind. A Liverpool. Diego Fuller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Villarreal was. Cornelius played at Wolves. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is going to be interesting though, that Man United game because mm. I'm going to be just as interested to see how Man United line up. To be honest, it's obviously only going to Solskjaer as well. You yeah, because to... it's a it's a it's 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 a nothing game. Yeah, for something that two weeks ago seemed to be like. You could, you could the cliffhanger. Yeah, but from from a Cardiff fan's point of view, though, they must want to get one over on Ollie. You'd think, surely. There is that. I I, I know there's nothing riding, but it's just but you know, as a Cardiff fan, you just want to win. Yeah, and it'd be beautiful thing to go to Old Trafford yeah, and be, win be, them. Be Man United, beat them, regardless well, yeah. of us getting promoted <laughs> or relegated or whatever. Just to win at Old Trafford, get a point at Old Trafford, it, it goes down your history do, books. Do it's the biggest a, club in the world. Do you think a win there? If it does happen, do you think a win there could you know set the tone for for the future for Cardiff? I mean, you know, no. sign off the season on a on no, a high. No, no, because no. it's it, take from me, it's a one-off. It's not what you base your football knowledge, philosophy going forward on. It'll be a one-off, as simple as that, because of the situation they're in. A, a, a flowing, top-running Manchester United, you know. Steamrollers, most teams in the in the Premier League. But but say Cardiff go there and get beat five or six. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna set a pretty sombre mood for the summer, isn't it? Well, you you know, I, I appreciate some. You, know, you, know, you almost expect that. So it's just any you know, if they went up and got lost four nil, five nil, it'd be no I don't surprise think it would anybody. change anything now. Change anything? No. no, we're, we're, no, we're, you know, no, no, no. Yes, whilst we no. want to, do it's well. a nothing game. Listen, it's got nothing riding on it for either team. It's it's you hear them. It's one of those games where it's just pit us out into nothing. I mean, with the shackles off though, and if Cardiff do end up sort of having a go, is that some kind of way that's going to be quite frustrating to watch, isn't it? I mean, considering the performances they turned in. If they went and had a go and, and they make give you, a good account of themselves, all it does is highlight the fact that they've got it in them. <laughs> do, you, do you use it as a chance to sort of try try something, some partnerships? 
No, Paul's not here, but you know, Bob, oh. Bobby read him. Uh, Ken's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hold on a minute. You're gonna you're gonna unzip yourself and yeah. have a little afro <laughs> going on. <laughs> You can, yeah, you can do. You, you, I mean, it's a nothing game, but you, you always can get something out of it. Yeah. You know, you might. The sad thing for me is you've not got a young lad from the academy or from the twenty threes saying, right, go on, son, make your debut mm. at Old Trafford. And for him next season, that would be massive. Yeah, right for his confidence and everything, regardless of whether it's a nothing game or anything. I'm here. I've arrived. Yeah, this is what it's like at the top level. Well, I'm going to be playing in a lower level tomorrow, uh, next season. So if I, if I, right, if I play to my best, I know I'm going to have a good season in the championship whenever we're called, whenever called upon. But I feel I can, I can match it with most in the Premier League. I do wonder if, I mean, you say it's a nothing game from Car- from, Car- from Carl's point of view. Perhaps it is a nothing game, but is there not a little bit of pressure on Ollie to win this? I mean. It's not, oh, been, it's listen, not been a great end to the I'm season. I'm not bothered about Oli or Man United, honestly. <laughs> I, 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 it's, that's not my focus at all. My focus is solely what Cardiff are, what Cardiff do, where they're going, how they're building, what's the vision, what's the strategy, how the club is structured. These are all things that I'm interested in. Like it's I say, Dom, Dom's problem, isn't it? Making them better. <laughs> that's, yeah, let Dom handle that one. But, but, uh, With his two followers. The, the reason I say that... I'm only joking, though, I love you. Really. You'll be listening. But the reason I say <laughs> that is that it's, it's, it, it, it's quite bizarre from Man United point of view to go into a game against Cardiff, sort of feeling a bit of pressure. And so, sort of Cardiff, as I, I know you say it's a one off game, but I mean, are they ever going to have a better chance to win at Old Trafford? Uh, I'm not bothered. No? I, I, it, it, listen, I take Car- uh, Cardiff going to Old Trafford and losing 15 0 if they were staying in the <laughs> Premier League. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not bothered. I'm really not. You know, it, it, like I said, there's things that can be utilised uh, with younger players or players who haven't played, or you can say this is the beginning for next season, blah blah blah. But you're going to go and pl- sign yeah. players in the summer. You don't know if the manager's still going to be here, his coaching staff, his scouting staff. You know, it, it could be all change in a week's time, or it could be the same. But if you're the club, if you're the owner. How are you going to make that coaching staff better? Mm. You know, because you say what you like. None of us are perfect. None of us are finished article. You know, Pep Guardiola tell you straight. I'm still learning, except for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah, I'm you're, you're almost, um, you're almost <laughs> perfection. <laughs> uh, just, just remembering your ass, Blakey, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, we'll take another quick break, and then we'll be back with some ask Blakey. Oh no, no, he forgot that. Five predictions. <laughs> Right, okay, we're back for the final part of this podcast. It's time for 45. That's uh, you, the listener's chance to win £25,000. It's not bad, is it? I've, I'm still waiting for my cheque. Yeah, I think you've, you've probably banked around £200,000 off all the, all the predictions you've got right this season. I from wish my predictions are a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you, you can end your season on a high here. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Someone up. win the big 25 large and then you can come into the boot room and... Share it around. Yeah, <laughs> we can bathe in it. <laughs> like Scrooge would duck, we'll just dive in the pool of money. Yeah. All right, so first game up is uh, Brighton against Manchester City. Oh, Man City, 3 0. 3 0. Then we got Burnley against Arsenal. No, I've got Man City 2 0, sorry. Sorry. 
big difference. You're going to regret that, Blakey. You're going to be a little bit You're going to regret that. You think it's going to be a late goal or? What, Man City? They'll score one in each half. They'll take it easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I know what happened last night was out of this world. And I love Liverpool. I love Liverpool fans for it. But, you know, take it from me, Liverpool fans. If this year City win the Premier League, next year, whoever wins the Premier League, if it's you, which I think will be Liverpool next year, because I don't think psychologically City will be able to go for a third time, Liverpool and Man City dominate the game in this country for the next 10 years, i.e. Arsenal Man United in the 90s. You're the first, mate, Tanya. They're both so well set up, so well structured. You look at the players they bring in, the scouting, everything. You can yeah. say, oh, it's money, money, money. But they got a vision, isn't it? It's a vision, mate. It's a shared vision. There you go. Big room exclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so next is Burnley against Arsenal. Burnley at home against Arsenal? Yeah. I'll go Burnley 2-1. I like that. I do like that. Uh, Leicester against Chelsea. Leicester against Chelsea. Chelsea away from home and in the Champions League. No pressure. Leicester plays some good football. I'll go 3 2 Chelsea. Come on, Chelsea. Liverpool against Wolves. Liverpool against Wolves. I go 2 1 late winner. Liverpool. In, all in vain, though. And then uh, Spurs against Everton. Spurs against Everton. Everton. Being notoriously hard to predict. Uh, Spurs, Everton. I'll go two one Everton. Two one Everton, lovely stuff. And then finally, uh, final game to predict. Cardiff. Cardiff. Away to Manchester United. Cardiff, Man United. I'll go a one all draw. What are you, Tom? Or Tom's? What Cardiff? Yeah, I'm not. You're not doing. You're not doing forty five. You want twenty five lads? Look, you're not allowed to enter. Um, I'll be optimistic I'll go Cardiff 1-0 I'm going to go for a ball nil-nil draw uh, I'll <laughs> take a point uh, anyway I'll take oh you make a prediction wow he's actually in always, don't let him twist you I always make a prediction <laughs> they made it last week it was under pressure for the first time <laughs> <laughs> I've made predictions ever since I've been there yeah the podcast would grow and grow. <laughs> yeah, it would grow, grow, grow when I get there. It's gone, mate. Where is it? 2 2. After all that, he sits on the fence against <laughs> Splinters. Yeah. In- interesting, Noel's gone for a Man United win. That's that. Dom, Dom Booth says 2 1 Man United. <laughs> Who Dom does? Probably. Yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah of course he will. <laughs> 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 I haven't asked him, but I'm sure he does. <laughs> So there we go. That's uh, it for uh, Brute Room today. Um, it's been a pleasure having the two new Toms. No problem. Um, no worries. Sure, I'm sure they've laid down a marker now for Paul. Yes. Last week, next week, sorry, is our last show. Yep, of the season. Of yep. the season. Last, the last Premier League Brute Room, hopefully not for too long. Mm. But, um, oh God, it's quite a, somber, quite a sad note. Hey, mate, no, it? listen, it's, it's look, look, I feel it, like that they, good mood at the beginning. No, like, they've done, listen, <laughs> they, like, they did, listen, they've done better than like, like most gave them credit for, a lot yeah. better. What I'm saying is, there's so much room for improvement yeah. in lots of different areas. Yeah, That's what I hope the club take from the podcast, 
if they listen or I know they listen. Yeah. All right? That they can improve. Don't let anyone get on their high horse and think, oh, he's having a go at me, or he's having a go at my coach, or he's having a go at that, or he's having a go at... No, 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 no. This is just Blake's just looking at the club holistically. And you don't have to agree with it, disagree with it. I'm not bothered. It, you know, it's just yeah. an opinion. Yeah? I want to know who sounds like that. Yeah, I was going to ask who that's supposed to be. Well, that's... you know. <laughs> that's, that's a very, a very specific region. I don't know quite where that... Yeah, that's it. For yeah. well, I'm not great with accents, you know. Oh, right. I, thought you'd, uh, you'd be, I thought you'd be a good impressionist. Uh, well, you know. This podcast is just dragging on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sort of, <laughs> people love it. People love it. It's coming to the end of the season. They don't want to see it go. There's going to be people on oh. like, jogging, doing their runs. They're yeah. like, this podcast should have finished about 10 minutes. Hey, they got, the cric- <laughs> they got the cricket podcast to look forward to for the summer. I think that went to Manchester with Dom. I think that one probably. <laughs> I think oh, that's, okay. that's another one that's okay. gone with Dom. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Oh, Glamorgan's now in Manchester. Oh, Don was still podcast about Glamorgan up there. What did you do? Cricket podcast. I'm at Paval, John. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, I'm, I'm a member at Glamorgan as well. There you are, oh, look, oh, see, see, you look, see, see, see. I've just created a podcast out of that. <laughs> the three of you. All the pieces are there. Yeah. you just got to put them oh. together, mate. Come on, Benjamin. <laughs> Button. You right. can do it. Hello, welcome to the Glamorgan. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. That's all for uh, the boot room. Um, for all the latest Cardiff City news, you can catch it all on Wales Online. That was just me pointing. Oh, <laughs> lovely stuff.